diapers are loss leaders and why are they loss leaders because retailers are racing to the bottom this means that they are actually pricing it down so that they can get the customers to the doors of their stores right with a very important fact like that mark was still willing to go ahead with the idea if you've been following us since the last episode you already get the gist of the story about how mark discovered the idea now what mark was thinking was that you know with the stores there's limited space but with the internet there is unlimited store space and there's also more room to display high margin products than the regular stores even though Procter and Gamble you know and Clarks the 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 producers of Huggies and Pampers you know said no and they were not willing to waste their time on supplying to Mark Mark was still willing to get ahead with this he wasn't willing to let go of the idea so he decided to move on regardless what really happened after this is what we'll discover in today's episode stay tuned hello everyone i'm cynthia ichisom and welcome to startup stories with cynthia this is where we talk about the real relatable inspiring and exciting journey of startup founders so let's get straight into it all right so mark has discovered the idea and he decided to leave the company both of them him and his co-founder they relocated to new jersey and they decided that um they were going to start the company now you need to understand that starting a website you know building a website is very different from um it's very different in the sense that that time was like 2004 and this is 2022 building a website is pretty much easy all you have to do is just find the best you know uh website builder builder and then that's it but building a website in 2004 was terribly tedious like it was so bad that they had to have a physical box as a server as compared to now where you can have a server on the cloud right but they still went ahead um so um customers will make the orders but since they couldn't um get manufacturers to sell to them they decided to buy directly from the stores so yes the customers will make orders on the website but they would give the customers by going to the actual stores to buy it now i want you to think about that for a moment they would buy the products from the stores in at the full price no discount they walk into the stores as regular customers going to buy products they'll buy it in full price with no discounts you know the retailers they even have an idea of who they were they just you know are they just felt like they were these two guys who just love to come and buy their product you know at full price in really large quantities right and so you know they would 
they were able in a sense because the orders were quite an, a lot so they they had the capacity to to pretty much buy out all the diapers in the store but they would leave some for their customers and that was the agreement that they had with the retailers you know we'll come in we'll buy your diapers but we'll leave some for the other customers that you have because i mean you would need to sell to other customers and so that was a good that was the agreement and it was a good sale for the retailers right um but this was how things were going on at that time walking into stores buying those products at full price from multiple wholesale stores now the crazy thing about this is that they did not mark them up that means they did not add like an extra dollar an extra cent instead they sold sold it for a lower price so that they could meet up with the competition so it's like building a business that is focused on losing money that is committed to losing money and, and and that was really what it was so but remember their goal was let's see how we can drive customers to use the website and you know one way to be able to drive customers to use a website is by providing something that is cheap and convenient right so something that is more affordable correct um, as compared to the existing options but also something that is convenient as compared to the existing options. And this was exactly what diapers was doing for the customers. If I think of, if I'm thinking of getting diapers, I just go online and then I book. I don't have to go to the store. Perfect business model, right? So here they were, losing money to make it more convenient for customers to buy diapers. You know, just to give you an exact picture of that, they were buying a product for one dollar and they will sell it for 90 cents so that they could compete with the wholesalers and retailers as like costco but guess what they still had other expenses like shipping like fulfillment like credit card fees you know server fees you know domain name fees and whatnot that they had to attend to so they had more expenses in that sense but within the first year they made 11 million dollars in revenue now Yes, they were making $11 million in revenue. And that sounds like a lot for you, like the first year of doing business. But the thing about the business was that the more money they made, the more money they lost. Both of them, both co-founders, were the main financiers of the business. And that was the reason why the business could survive for that long. Because you need extra funds to meet up with those other expenses that are coming up. Right. So that was why they were able to survive for that long. I say that long because a year is quite a loss for someone who is doing a business that is uh, making loss consistently, right? So um, that was why they were able to survive for that long without external funding. They kept their team really lean. They had just three people, and which was Mark, his co-founder, and just one female staff who was in charge of packaging the items and talking to customers. And, and what they sold on the website was diapers, baby wipes, and all the things that a new parent would need. But, you know, in the midst of all of that, you, you, you know, wonder what exactly were they going for. I mean, I've explained earlier, but something to really pick on here is that they were going for repeatability. They were going for repeatability. They, were, they wanted, they asked this question, like, how can we get customers to love you know the brand how can we get customers to love you know the brand and how can we get customers to keep using the platform yes it's a crazy idea to intentionally start a business that is going to make huge losses like that but there's a principle here that we can you know cling 
we can cling to we can hold on to here but i'm, I'm not going to talk about it i'm just going to wait for when we have our guests who would you know show up and we're going to have this discussion about you know the principle that we can take on here from this crazy idea that mark had to start a diapers business stay tuned Around the year 2006, they decided to go raise money because they were running out of funds, running out of cash to sustain the business. They were able to raise $4 million in venture funding. And this was only possible because they were able to clearly communicate their vision to the investors. And the vision that they had and the vision that they presented was that we want to be the one-stop shop for anything baby clothes, anything for new parents, right? Also, at this same period, you know, after raising the funds, um, obviously they will need to make, they will need to have more products, right, to sell and all of that. So, Procter and Gamble, remember P&G, they said they were, they were not going to give them product. Well, this time around, they gave them, they gave them, they started supplying to them. And here's why, right? Here's why. Remember the agreement that um, the wholesalers and the retailers had with them, which was, we're gonna buy lots and lots of your product but we're gonna just leave some in the store for your normal customers to pop in and buy so one day uh, mark and his team decided they were not going to do that they wanted to take everything and see the reaction from the retailer so the retailers you know reach out and were like no 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 why would you do that you know why would you take all the product remember our agreement was you know that you were going to leave some for the other customers and so Mark was like, no, we're, we're just a regular customer walking into your store with, with an intention of buying diapers. So you cannot stop us from buying the entire thing. And if you think about it, they were right, you know, because there was no formal agreement to, you know, obtain products from them. It was just we're going to just walk in and just a, a normal, informal conversation. Now, this this um, response from Mark is a huge deal for them, because imagine coming to a store almost every single time and you cannot find diapers in that store what's going to happen you're going to go to the next store right to buy diapers and if you go to the next store to buy diapers and you find diapers and then you find the other things that you need in your list you're most likely going to buy more from that store even though you didn't see diapers in that store so there was a very high chance that we're going to lose customers with such a move from mark and his team right and they didn't want that to happen and so mark told them do you know what you can do to get yourself out of this mess just speak to your suppliers procter and gamble tell them to supply directly to us and we will not be a bother to ensure you will not even see us anymore <laughs> and they thought about it you know between you know selling huge amounts of product to you know quite a quite an amount of product to to mark and his team versus losing customers and they said you know what we're going to reach out to png so they reached out to png and png had no choice <laughs> they had no choice but to supply directly to diapers so that was and that's how um they supplied directly to diapers.com so after raising vc fund um, they decided to take steps in fine-tuning their operations, you know, to be, become more efficient. Because the only way they could survive is how can we reduce costs, you know, and how can we sell more? You know, what kind of product can we put on our platform? But one of the things they looked at was 
how can they be more efficient in their operations and it's quite interesting because they had to even hire Lev and Lev is uh, he had a PhD in in nuclear physics right think about it nuclear was nuclear physics doing in a business but his value to the team was actually quite profound and, and there's something here you know to really think about so they invited Lev over to come help them be more efficient you know help them discover ways that could be more e- efficient and help and he did he did help them he helped them discover a way to be more efficient in packaging and delivery wow such a such an interesting place to focus on but i mean this discovery did not make them you know profitable overnight but it helped them in reducing the cost of shipping and you know shipping more at a lower price and this in turn had an effect on the customer experience um and and this is what they discovered they discovered that we you know while packaging some products there are some small spaces that are left behind in each box that they package for delivery and so those small spaces can accommodate more products that would not have such a huge such a huge impact on the entire weight which will in turn reduce you know cost you know to have a marginal um you know to help like reduce that marginal cost the cost difference there and so they were like this is something to binge on so they created special boxes for special for different packages so you know they had boxes in categories for different kinds of products and different product categories and that really helped them you know to reduce cost and and ship more and so they began to think about how they could improve their customer experience because by the time you get customers to to buy more you know it actually helps then you can fill those all those small spaces so if a customer is buying maybe like a, a stroller right you can you know find a way to get the customer to buy pampers and baby baby wipes so that you can fit all of that there so yeah that was pretty much like the basic idea and that had an imp- impact on the website the way the website was flowing they used data to help the customers make more purchases so yeah, that was how, you know, Lev was able to impact the overall operations efficiency as well as customer experience. You know, most of the time, the answer is actually, you know, the answer is actually within um, your your entire operation. So maybe you just need to look within. So yeah, that was their strategy. The strategy was simple. Let's enter the market. Let's be more efficient with our operations. So let's see how we can save cost and let's see how we can sell you know multiple products to new parents and so they had about 10 websites you know all connected to diapers you know dot com with um individual theme products for example they had soap.com and soap.com was essentially for household items they had yoyo.com which was essentially for toys they had wag.com which is essentially for pets you know anything pets they had beautybar.com which was for makeup so they had all these categories they didn't want to put it all in one website just the way you have on you know a regular e-commerce website where you have everything clamped up together so they had individual categories based on what's actually popular and what's uh, 
what's important to their target audience and and that was really good so all the websites were sort of connected together with you know several icons popping up at different parts you know when you see a customer you know having an interest in this area when you're able to study um you know the way they interact with certain products then you know that maybe you should recommend this other product to them so yeah they used a lot of analysis and analytics in that entire thing but yeah that was how the website was so eventually became like a an incorporation of like you know several other companies right several other websites so at the end of 2010 um remember 2004 was when they started so at the end of 2010 they were doing 300 million dollars in revenue they still weren't profitable okay so this means that the revenue wasn't enough to meet their expenses um they were heavily dependent on vc to vc funds to cover up for the extra costs being incurred however they were on a path to profitability it was beginning to look clear that you know that their revenue could match and exceed the expenses all right so they were growing and one thing about growth is that growth cannot be hidden for too long so as they grew they became more popular amongst customers but they were also popular amongst competitors it didn't take so long for amazon the almighty amazon <laughs> to notice them so around the year 2009 amazon approached mark with the intention of chasing the company and and what they really said was you know if ever you guys are open to selling the company just let us know it was just like a friendly introduction you know to the fact that they had an intention like they knew what they were doing and you know they were willing to to buy the company but mark's response to them was you know we have no intention on selling the company you know and um we you know we have a vision and we want to pursue that vision right and that was how the meeting ended you know one would think that okay that's cool that was a nice meeting right but not too long after amazon made a shocking a really bold move they slashed their diapers sales price by 30 percent so this means that what you could get for $45 on diapers.com you could get for a whooping $30 on Amazon. This is no coincidence at all because it was totally unheard of. Like in the entire industry, who would do such a thing to such a loss leader product, loss leading product like that? It was definitely a direct job at diapers.com. And every single person in the entire industry knew that. It did have an impact. It did have an impact on diapers because um, they were on a path towards profitability, remember? And this slowed their growth rate. I mean, it didn't make them shrink like so bad. I mean, because they still had loyal customers who were loyal to the brand. But they definitely felt the impact. And... You know, this sort of reminds me of the startup story that I did on Ben and Jerry's um, with their with their competitor Pillsbury. You know, maybe I should I should uh, I should do a a podcast because I did it as an article. Maybe I should do a a podcast episode on that because such a lovely story. 
This is something pretty much similar. A big shark chasing after a small fish. Well, okay, let's get back to the story. So now, so it slowed their growth rate, right? Um, it slowed their growth rate. So take, for example, if they had a growth rate that they probably estimated, you know, and did some calculations around it. Okay, we're going to reach profitability, in, you know, in, in about a year. But with this shocking move from Amazon, it means that their estimation will would be different and so if you're looking at a year to be profitable they most likely be looking at two years or more to be profitable and you know a lot of plans would have to change strategy will have to change structure will have to change because of this move think about it for a moment you know to have such a huge company targeting you watching your every move <laughs> it's crazy so with such an impact like that the next step that they had was to raise more money because we need to survive we need to keep going they needed money to you know have enough runway to survive before the time of their estimated profitability at that time they had about 300 employees and they needed to raise a hundred million dollars in revenue oh no like they needed to raise a hundred million dollars in vc fund but this time around, raising funds was terribly difficult. I mean, so far they had raised about $55 million from a couple of VCs. But now, raising funds seemed to be very hard. And this is because everywhere that they went to, everyone kept rejecting them. And they were all rejecting them for the same reason. They said, Amazon is on your tail. Amazon is right behind you. Amazon is briefing over you. And they can crush you with a single slice slash or a single slice on their price. <laughs> you know, with a single cut down, with a single slash, they can cut you and, you know, cause you not to, not to live again. You know, and guess what? They won't feel a thing because they're such a huge company. So, if you if i'm thinking about it as a vc you know i would not want to put so i'm speaking from their perspective not my perspective okay <laughs> all right so from their perspective they were like you know there's no future for you as a company if you have such a huge company like that on your tail now amazon amazon knew that they were looking for money you know amazon knew they were looking to raise funds so they reached out to them and they said, you know, let's let's have a meeting. You know, let's have a meeting in Seattle. You know, you just come over. Let's let's talk. Now, it's like the enemy <laughs> reaching out to you. You know, they had a hunch. They just they had a hunch that you know Amazon was looking to buy them out of the market, and it, it felt like a real battle. You know, after you've dropped all the bombs, then you now create, you know, a room for conversation. You're like, oh, let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> Well, around September 14, 2010, Amazon told them, you know, Amazon, you know, called out for this meeting. So they went for the meeting around September 14, 2010. And Amazon told them, see, we're launching this new program called Amazon Mom. And this program is driven to bring uh, moms into some sort of men membership program. And this was heavily driven by diapers. So get these guys into a program, give them a, you know, a certain price. So, you know, just, just the way you have Amazon Prime and the rest, right? So just give them like a program where they can be part of. Amazon made it clear to them 
that they wanted to buy them out and guess what it wasn't really it wasn't really a friendly offer of acquisition it was an offer that left them with no choice so much so that they had to turn down another offer they got another offer a much higher offer from a different company but they turned it down they didn't take it because of the threat that they got from amazon Amazon told them that if you do, we're going to do the same and even more damage to the new guys that are going to take up your company. They were really aggressive about it. They were really, really aggressive about it. Eventually, diapers did the unimaginable. Yeah. They sold their company. They sold it for $550 million. So now the company is out of the market. They've been sold. Mark is now an Amazon employee. Trust me, this is such a troubling experience to have someone chase you down for almost two years. You know, you're fighting to leave and now you're under the umbrella of that same company, Amazon. They were depressed, yeah, because they didn't get a chance to bring their vision to life. You know, they had lots of money from the sale. Obviously, people that invested had gotten money. I mean, they raised $555 million. So, I mean... Selling it at $550 million, that's, that's quite an amount of uh, revenue, you know. So they, they had a lot of money, but when it was time to celebrate after the sale, they, they just couldn't. It was, it was quite a depressing moment for them, especially given the circumstances that we, they made the sale. But notwithstanding, they made a decision. They made a decision to give their best into the work for the sake of the brand, for the sake of the employees, for the sake of the customers who believe in them. You know, they came in with the expectation that, you know, we're going to get in here to Amazon. We're going to manage this Amazon membership program that they told us about. You know, we're going to see how we can incorporate the startup with the, the Amazon mom program. You know, that was the idea that they came in with. But to their surprise, Amazon didn't give them that, that opportunity. They told them, keep doing your thing, you know, keep doing diapers.com and your several other websites that you have. You know, just keep competing with Amazon like a competitor, you know. Keep doing what you're doing. It's all right. You'll be fine. Just keep competing with us. And when Mark got that news, this made him even more depressed. Mark, you know, remember earlier on, early on in the story, Mark had this mercenary mindset, you know, to be, you know, someone who was, you know, about the money. So having someone like that, you know, someone who was all about the money, all about making the next million dollars, you know, to being a mission minded person. You know, Mark had developed an entire mission. Mark had a vision. He was inspired by his customers' pain points. He was drawn to their story, the story of the parents. He was drawn. He had built this empathy for his customers. And now he's faced with this life. Well, 
not all hope is lost because even though Mark found himself in this same pit as the last time, he wasn't going to stay there for long. In the next episode, we will discover what happened next. What really happened to Mark? With such an amazing story like this, I can't wait to hear what our guest speaker has to say about Mark's journey through this. And remember, our guest speaker will be joining us at the last episode of this series. So stay tuned to this podcast, you know, to to get a bit of that. But next episode, we will discover what Mark did after this. All right. So there you have it. Thank you so much for listening up to this point. I'm really excited that you stayed all the way to this point where you're hearing my voice. But don't just keep this to yourself. Share with community, friends, family, startup founders that you know will really, really need this. And also, send me a DM of how this has helped you or in what way you were blessed by it. You can send me an email, send me a VN. I'll be really, really excited to receive it. All right, there you have it. I remain Cynthia Ichisum, and this is Startup Stories with Cynthia.